This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beats, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Twin Twin Beaks Beaks Chicken Podcast, episode 16. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about broody hens and what to do if you don't want your hen to be broody. Cool stuff. Yeah, well, it's a big topic. I hear about people asking about it all the time on the internet, so. Mm -hmm. And is it more common in the um, spring and summer? Oh yeah, oh, cool. yeah. It's it's Perfect that time. time. Yes. It's that time. It's a natural <laughs> cycle, mm-hmm. but um, we're gonna go through things in the usual order because mm-hmm. we like to be very orderly here. Yes, no chaos. Serious the Twin Beaks chicken podcast. Serious chicken business. <laughs> um, Indeed. So. Let's see, what are we going to do? Our flock update. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. I'm going to start by okay. saying I haven't seen the chickens in forever. I miss my chickens. Oh my gosh. I miss them so much. When I saw their little waddles the other day when I was back in Oakland, it just nearly broke my heart. Oh, oh. the waddles that broke her heart. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's not terribly surprising that Amber misses her chickens because Amber loves her chickens. Mm. But, you know, I'm not honestly out there petting the chickens and singing songs to them and talking to them and stuff <laughs> like that. But so, but I am kind of surprised the degree to, man, like, man, I just kind of miss having the chickens around. I find them, I don't know. I want to say reassuring, which sounds <laughs> weird, but like, because how are chickens reassuring? But I don't know. That seems to be the effect. Aww. Yeah. Mm, I can't wait to move them out here. It's going to be crazy to drive this carload of chickens out and introduce them into a new area. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I just saw the deer in the yard and I was thinking, you know, I think like having deer in my yard is just an element of being at home so to speak there's something i just like about it me too even though i hate the bastards yeah they destroy a lot of stuff (laughs) but they're so majestic and amazing when you see them (laughs) yeah it's kind of funny like that so yeah we really don't have much to report on our birds because uh my daughter's taking care of them yeah and that's wonderful it's good to have a chicken sitter i was Um, thinking um after moving here I was like you know it'd be cool to start a chicken chicken sitting service of some sort I did actually just see somebody on Facebook ask what the what the board so to speak uh, mm-hmm. thought of um, an appropriate price for that was but they had just posted it so I didn't see any feedback hmm. but the point is that there are people looking for that sort of thing that's the question that's I why had. she was asking how much to charge you know and it much? depends on region, the region, I suppose, and how detailed the job is. So, but I thought that yeah, would be really fun. Yeah, because I mean, you know, do you want? I want you to take Loretta for walks with her mm-hmm. little chicken harness and pet her and tell do her stories. Her gobbles and crown. Right. Her feet. Or her do massage. you want the open this door, throw food at them twice a day? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different degrees. Yeah. And, you know, just, I guess, really quick on that note, before you go to get a chicken sitter, check to make sure that the person that is chicken sitting actually knows how to take care of animals. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will make weird mistakes. Uh, somebody killed my mom's rabbits once by, they, they ran out of rabbit food while they were pet sitting and they decided to feed the rabbits cat food. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, and it seems well-meaning, you know. It's all just pellets, right? To some people. To the untrained eye, it's all just pellets. To people that don't think about animals. Diets, they might have different diets. So, yeah, sure, taking Mm. care of chickens is easy, but it's amazing what people can do. So Mm -hmm. take some time to find the right people. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) so that's our non-chicken update. Mm -hmm. Um, 
why don't we take a look <laughs> at what we found in the cabinet of curiosities because mm, yes i think antics abound yeah so this time we found some articles and they're a little bit sad but they're about chicken thieves chicken wrestlers which is something you don't really think about you know whenever i've i, I haven't actually heard of this happening to anyone i personally know and it's never happened to me and i maybe kind of thought about it before but then went nah no one's gonna come steal a chicken that's crazy yeah. but they do and mm -hmm. there's some articles we found where um actually the um humane society had rescued like 50 chickens from a cockfighting oh. establishment and uh -huh. taken them and brought them to a barn warehouse kind of place to rehabilitate them and heal yeah. them and get them going again. And I guess these, um, these two people tried to go there and like steal all of these chickens that were taken from an illegal cockfighting ring. Right. Not the smartest target for theft. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they, they thought, well, there's a ton of chickens here. We'll go take them. So they so caught them. They caught them. And they were, in, as, as far as the story goes now, they're investigating whether there's any links between the cockfighting ring and these two That's, chicken thieves. Yeah. Like maybe they wanted their prize. Birds back. Cockfighting. Well, sure. Back it might something. make more sense to steal those chickens if mm -hmm. you know those chickens are, are worth, worth a lot, of, like hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. each. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. It's like, I, yeah. That's it's something that kind of disturbs me. It's a whole me, weird so world. Know. Whenever I see something like that, I'm kind of like, ugh, I don't want to know. But, um. So. <laughs> speaking of cockfighting, mm -hmm. um, I read this story once about, um, okay, so this is a little grim. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the reason why, because you see roosters fight each other all the time out yeah. in the yard, right? And nobody sure. dies. Somebody usually, at the worst, gets the heck pecked out of their head and then they run away and, mm -hmm. okay, I'm the loser. I get it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, I've always wondered how is it that this is like they kill each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're special mean chickens. It's that they tie razor blades to their yeah. legs, right? So what would normally be just Kicking damaging is, would be lethal. So right. So sad. Right. So, okay, so one of the birds hops the ring, right? <laughs> uh -huh. Gets into the audience oh. and cuts this guy's leg in oh. his femoral artery. <gasps> and he decided to not go in for it, and he died. Holy moly. And was he one of the guys that was subjected to the He was an audience rooster? person. Oh, a person just watching. It, well, as far as I'm concerned, they're all complicit. Horrible. If you pay yeah. to go to that thing, you might as well be the person that's providing it because you are the person providing it. Yeah, they're they not going that. to have it if there's mm -hmm. no money. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing to me. Wow. Yeah. Chicken revenge. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my, I, I've got a small uh, night nightstand of curiosities that's over here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, please go on. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess this happens, there's another article about a lady, poor lady, who she kept waking up and more and more of her chickens were missing and someone had cut a hole in their fence and was coming and like taking a few here and At there. At a time? Yeah. Boy, that's another not very smart. I wonder if chicken thieves are just not very smart well, in general. Well, you know. There's a lot more pricey, quiet, easy things to steal if you're a thief than chickens. So the last kinda... time something tore a hole in my fence and my chickens started disappearing, mm -hmm. I went out at night and sat by that hole with a 20-gauge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this lady has been stalking, putting cameras out and watching them obsessively to wait for the person. Yeah. Oh, so come. she knew it was people. First, yeah. Um, because I was thinking, honest to God, you know, like I don't know if i would check to see if it was a human when something came through that hole because i know whoever's coming through that hole is guilty and i would never guess it was a person you'd be like oops <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's to do that stupid. that's what i'm saying that yeah, like don't really, you know really that stupid. that's how farmers deal with things that take chickens yeah, they is shoot wait with a gun until they hear something there and then bam i so. mean the first night okay but to come back 
Yeah, that's like, crazy, isn't it? So, okay, sorry, I keep derailing you, no, but it's, it's just totally so perplexing. No, it's like, yeah, yeah, not very smart. Not Please very smart. Yeah, so that that's some interesting stuff, and I guess this happens. And Shannon and I heard some stories when we were in Guatemala about chicken thieves. Oh, and, yeah. And it's different there. You just, you don't steal chickens. No. Because their, their government isn't, they don't have laws and police and... All this sort the of gov- thing. The government doesn't have jurisdiction. They're kind of Is absentee. basically what it is. So people take matters into their own hands, and they'll talk to people and try to resolve things peacefully. But apparently, Hopefully. there was this guy who was going around stealing chickens all over town, and that's that's serious. That's like people's survival when you're living. You yeah, don't that's have a lot of money. And so they, income. they they got him. They caught him finally. Yep. And they executed him in the streets. For stealing the chickens so yeah to be more specific they beat the holy bejesus out of him tied him to a pole poured gasoline on him and set him on fire yeah so it's even stupider to be a chicken thief in guatemala, guatemala. yeah i mean <laughs> yeah what's, really there's probably stupid. not much of a penalty I mean, for being like a chicken, chicken thief <laughs> yeah not here no actually this lady was very very sad because she was saying, of course, that the chickens were um, like her children, and, and many of us can relate to that. I can relate to that. And then when she went to the um, the police to say that the chickens had been stolen, you know, they treat it like livestock and just right. kind of like, oh, eh. it's a minor crime, whatever, we'll get around it, low priority. Yeah. But to this poor woman, her, she felt like her babies, her little children were like, sure. she didn't know what was happening to them. So, ah, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to scare people, but... That that is interesting that that happens because it's see I just never really, um, never really thought I should be concerned about it, and I still don't really. I think it's one of those things that if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It's random. Who would expect it? How would you prevent it? You could kind of, mm-hmm. but um, but I think it's really rare. So. Well, look, um, when I got started in chickens as an adult. I mean, as opposed to when I was a kid, um, I started buying and selling chickens. And on Craigslist, it was like normal to be able to go buy a laying hen for like 5 to $10. Now they're like $30. At least. Isn't that weird? At least that much. Mm-hmm. And now you get on there... No, I mean, I see ads that it's $75 for a joking? laying hen. Really? And it's from a, you know, um, a breeder, wow. right? So it's not just... Like a purebred some, sort of right. variety. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and then there's the others, the Simonis. Mm. You know, so the point is that there's like money in chickens now. Yeah. And when there's money in something, that makes it worth stealing. Yeah, it's just so crazy to me because it's like this giant squawking, thrashing bird that you're trying to abduct, you know, probably at at night. night. Just throw it in a sack. Jeez. Huh. Wow. So, yeah, it got me thinking, you know, I I always think about security for the flock in terms of uh, animals, animals, Mm -hmm. but... Man, maybe you just need to straight Put up padlock, padlock your birds at night like if you live somewhere. Lock. Yeah. You know, you know, honestly, we And more like kind of that chicken wire that's the squares. Um You know, and it makes me think like we used to live in West Oakland. Mm-hmm. There's some poor people in West Oakland. Mhm. $35 birds. Mm, just sitting out in the yard. And yeah. there's six of them. Mhm. That's I mean, in in a world where someone will hop over your f- locked gate to steal your freaking doll furniture dolly, um, yeah. suddenly six chickens looks way worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting to think about that. Like you said, in terms of security for your chickens, yeah, and not just um, animal predators, but thieves, <laughs> human predators, thieves, thieves, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that's interesting stuff uh-huh. for yeah. people. And then um, the other amazing article I found, which I had never heard of this. I didn't realize that chickens could breed with peacocks. Isn't yeah. that incredible? I, I almost didn't believe it. 
Yeah, I didn't believe it either, but I did some Those research. Randy chickens. And they, um, they, they do. They say it's genetically possible. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, physically possible. Is there as a well. stepladder involved? <laughs> well, they do say that the, um, it doesn't really work with the male peafowl with the hen. It's like the rooster, <laughs> rooster has to mate with the the peafowl, the hen. Uh huh. So it's a running jump sort of I, thing. I guess a little acrobatic, <laughs> some little like circus variety show. Com- commitment. If you happen to be on time. Some serious commitment. Yeah. You have to be really motivated. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so do they make pretty birds? Um, the one that I saw I was... I kind of saw some pictures. Uh, I, would, I would say they're pretty, but not not what you would expect. Like the ideal chicken hybrid. Peacock mm-hmm. hybrid would be well, a, sure. a diminutive. It's little not the best features peacock. of both breeds. No, I would say it's aesthetically not. combined. It's a nice looking bird, uh. but it, the one I saw was like um, it had the body shape of a peacock, uh-huh. and it had a long, like a long, graceful neck and longer legs and body, very graceful and thin looking, and uh, it was the color of the chicken. So it was like a chicken color, uh-huh. and then it had a little. Um, you know, it's peacocks have colored. a little little crest. Uh-huh. In this in this case, it was brown and stuff. But but what I'm saying is, it didn't have that iridescent, beautiful right. peacock coloring that would just be so stunning on a little. Just think a mini peacock. Mm-hmm. It'd be so amazing. That would be pretty cool, actually, because the problem with peafowl right? is that they're large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be so fun. And they can hop all kinds of fence, yeah. but. Yeah, so I guess, you know, this does happen. There is some reports. I saw some photos of these chicken-peacock hybrids, and the thing is, is chickens and peacocks do mate with each other, but they rarely ever carry through to laying an egg, uh-huh. hatching a peacock-chicken hybrid, mm-hmm. and, and beyond that even surviving because they have, um, they tend to have a lot of health problems, so they don't live too long, and... Um, you know, and, and if, if they do live, apparently the females are sterile. And often I've, I've learned that the males in hybrid mixes in mammals are usually sterile, but in the bird, birds, um, it's usually the females. So, so they can't make more. You just, and it's very, very hard to accomplish. So there isn't much interest in doing it because it's just too random, too difficult. Maybe in mm. a scientific sort of scenario yeah. where it's every little detail is monitored and done a particular way you could no one consistently. in science is probably particularly motivated to make peacock chickens mm, i mean it's basically like a chicken that has like a different physique and yeah. a, a different voice they said it kind of honks <laughs> like of a clucks it's yeah so interesting yeah so it's um main peacock it doesn't sound like either no, no, huh. it kind of honks, they said. But I That's thought that was really amazing. I didn't know that that was possible, and I thought it was a joke at first, like a hoax. Never but underestimate the rooster. Yeah, they My are. My goodness. They're ambitious. Ambitious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or chicken thieves. Yes. So, you know, one thing that um, you didn't really say that I think is worth mentioning is that that was just like a sampling of of articles mm-hmm. of chicken thief articles oh, yeah. Yeah. and in fact you were talking about that place in canada oh where, yeah. where was it uh nova scotia yeah and that was actually a wave of thefts mm-hmm. like somebody was going around stealing a lot of, of livestock chickens. too just all, yeah. just everything cows pigs chickens yeah people will uh jack your livestock and just butcher them right on your property if you're yeah, not careful. Sometimes. You know, fortunately, I've never heard of this ever happening to anyone I know. But, um, you know, it's crazy mm. that it happens in parts of the world. No, back when I lived out in the mountains, uh, this guy was telling me a story about mm-hmm. there was a cattle rustler out there that got killed. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, he, he kind of got a rep for it, but, you mm-hmm. know, nobody ever caught him kind of uh-huh. thing. And... Yeah. Um, one day a guy did catch him on his property and he's basically, you know, look, if you ever come back, there aren't going to be words, you know? Mm. And yeah, they, they found his body with so a he bullet made, in he him. He made some enemies. sounds like a lot of On enemies. the side of the yeah. road up there. 
Huh. Boy. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, a calf, mm -hmm. eight to twelve hundred dollars. Last time I checked. Wow. Yeah. Wow, a that's calf. like better than stealing someone's car. Like a little <laughs> baby cow. Wow. So a big grown. Yeah. Cow. It's worth a lot more. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, much more. Yeah. Jeez. That's the whole point is to raise them up and wow. sell them for a profit. Wow. So yeah, you know, you look at someone taking out a full grown cow and mm -hmm. yeah, that's like losing your pickup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's the size of a pickup, practically. The guy goes around doing enough of that. He's it's kind of lucrative. People, hmm. very yeah. interesting. Wow. Well, that's some dark subject matter, but you know, sometimes I <laughs> gotta. We're go having there. a dark show today. Yeah, it's a little bit dark. A little gothy. Mm, yeah, a little bit sinister here, but you know, that's the world. There's Just good and you bad. Just wait. So <laughs> the best is yet to come. But before that, Rudy Hen. We're closing the cabinet, yes, and we're going to talk about broody hens. Mm. Okay, so let's see where to begin. What a big subject, right? So, um, first of all, who's the broody queen? Who's the broody queen? Oh, oh <laughs> yes, the silkies. Yes, <laughs> broody queen silkies. Yeah, silkies are fantastic brooders, that's true. <laughs> but I'll get to that. What I want to just start with, though, is what does broody look like? Mm -hmm. Because I've been looking at the internet, and as, gosh, do, as many of know? us have been. Like, do people even know what broody means? No. No, a lot of people actually have chickens, and they don't know what broody looks they like. They might not know what's happening. And that's because, I partially, I think, because a lot of breeds don't go broody at all yeah. so if you're a new chicken owner you know mm -hmm. maybe you get get your five birds mm -hmm. and you have them for three years yeah and then you get one more chicken and a couple more years and then that one chicken you got suddenly starts acting weird and you're like i've mm -hmm. had chickens for five years what the heck's going yeah. on here right Right, and it's an undesirable trait typically that they try to breed out of the chickens, except mm, for specific yeah, breeds. Yeah, in the industry. Because, or in general, people tend to stay away from the broody breeds because they get chickens for eggs. And if your chicken's broody, they're not going to be, they're going to be out of commission for a while. You so, know. You don't think that's true? No, that's, I that's do. That's a misconception It that just bugs have. me, though, because it's like, I wish people would, not be so hyper focused mm -hmm. on like like you'll get enough every eggs. single damn yeah hmm. because my gosh every time I've had chickens yeah, before you know it you're looking around it there it's like worse yeah, than zucchini yeah. you know kind of like obsessed with production you know? yeah maybe just a, I don't know if it's fecund. just an American thing but I noticed that it's, yeah it's kind of unnecessary yeah because there's so many other good qualities about chickens and they just they lay so many eggs yeah 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 get one more i'd be happy if, if you're so concerned break. about it it'll <laughs> cost you like an extra seven bucks a year in mm -hmm. feed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who cares right yeah <laughs> you know i don't know that's just my opinion i'm sure other people have their opinions mm -hmm. and it's okay that they're wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, oh you no okay so seriously right what what do broody hens look like so you walk into your your hen house right they're big meanies and <laughs> one of your hens is just camped on the box mm -hmm. and that's not totally abnormal but then you keep coming back and you just start noticing that every time it's just her and she's camped on the mm -hmm. box so you go over there and you look in and you put your hand towards her and she puffs up like a balloon and snaps at you mm -hmm. right so you're like what why is, is she being so mean and like for real trying to bite you mm -hmm. like, totally previously placid hen right that's that's what broody looks like mm -hmm. and then and they get skinny and they're not eating well that comes later mm -hmm. but um and then the next thing they start doing is pulling out all the feathers underneath them so mm. they can press their bare skin up against the eggs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's, if your hen's doing that, not leaving the box, she only leaves the box like once or twice a day to go to the bathroom is what mm -hmm. she's doing. 
and then right back to the box, never leaves, acting aggressive. Mm -hmm. That's broody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so broody, is that good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. Depends on what you want to accomplish. Right. Of course. If you don't have a rooster. No point. Well. No. There's still some options fertile eggs right that's right mm, i forgot of course. that's there's ebay now yes. or whatever you want to do mm -hmm. but yeah you you if your hen goes broody and you don't have a rooster this is your chance to try some new types of chickens on the yeah. cheap if you want or to hatch out chicks with your kids or that sounds fun you know you can order half dozen eggs mm -hmm. on ebay you can get variety packs of all kinds of fancy mm -hmm. chickens that are guaranteed to be certain breeds right so you have a lot of control and the cool hatches. thing about that over having a rooster is that you're not hooked to any genetics of any mm -hmm. particular breed or anything you can go wherever you mm -hmm. want with it how fun yeah yeah and then swap them out from under her when they show up and she'll pop them out that's so cool yeah, yeah. With some success. I have to admit, I've never actually done that myself, but mm -hmm. I can't see why it would be a problem. Lots of people do it. I know, yeah. It's a very done Seems kind like of thing. Seems like if you get the eggs um, soon enough and put them right under, it's just a timing thing. You know, you got to be like, oh, my hand's broody, and then go get those eggs real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, let's see. So that it might be useful to you. So before you just decide, oh my gosh, it's time to put a stop to this. It's like, well, what opportunities are there? Mm -hmm. Don't just assume that broodiness is useless because you don't have a rooster. That's mm -hmm. the point. Yeah, that's There might point. be some other opportunities in there. Or you might think this is totally pointless. I don't want more birds. Mm -hmm. Let's put a stop to this. So broodiness is a um, hormone cycle and it the bird undergoes physiological changes i have heard both that the bird's temperature goes up and i have heard that that is also false mm. so uh mm. i'll the it's that's actually false mm -hmm. source looked more reliable really? but huh. i'll let people decide that mm -hmm. research that on their own and draw their own conclusions it's not really critical to understanding what's going on. The point is that the bird is, this is not just a psychological process, it's an actual physiological process. Mm -hmm. Your bird will eat less and start to lose weight, mm -hmm. as you pointed out, and she will, her metabolic system will change so that she only goes to the bathroom once a day. Mm -hmm. It'll be really large and hard and strange looking and smell bad mm -hmm. so don't freak out if that happens necessarily that's also a sign of broodiness um so let's see where where to go with this uh so I always think prevention is the best way to go. You know, it's like they say the best way to train a dog is to prevent it from failing. Mm -hmm. So um, to my mind, if you don't want broody hens, prevent the situations that cause them in the first place. So, you know, there's that story about how you should never touch a wild bird's nest because if you get your scent on it, mm -hmm. uh, the birds will never come back. Mm -hmm. And that isn't really true, but <laughs> it's a good thing to tell people that yeah. don't know any better. And it's also kind of true. And it's good to tell people that if you do find a baby bird, put it back in the nest. Just put it back in because the parents will take it. Just a message out there to everyone. But the point is that... Uh, like birds, well, like birds, <laughs> like wild birds, chickens like certain characteristics in their yes. environment for nesting. Yes. They have to feel safe. Warm, dark, and quiet. Mm -hmm. Back to the first aid thing, mm -hmm. it turns out, is very similar for wanting to nest. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to have your birds go broody, um, don't give them 
a lot of hidey holes. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the times my chickens went broody, it was they went out into the yard and found some weird place to yeah, hide. Yeah, found out they know you're going to come in the nesting box, so they try to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they would pick a nesting box that was kind of isolated and back. Mm-hmm. They would pick a nesting box that was kind of isolated and back away from um, the hubbub of the hen house, (laughs) you know. So, you know, look around for that. There shouldn't be little things to hide behind crevices to crawl Mm -hmm. in. So that's really important. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is uh, don't be sloppy with picking up your eggs Mm -hmm. because... Sitting around eggs trigger hens to think, okay, it's time to go broody. Mm-hmm. Do they lay a certain amount usually before they go broody? Like, is there a number that they... Because I know that doves What do you and mean, pigeons, over their lives? Or? Oh, no. Um, well, I've raised pigeons and doves before, and they lay two before they start incubating. I'm wondering if bird they lay oh, a certain they amount. Oh, have a certain... I don't think so. start incubating. Mm. Just, just when there's build up they kind of yeah i think it's like when there's enough yeah yeah and yeah you can kind of go crazy with it like i had a hen sitting on 17 eggs oh once my God. it was kind of absurd it was wow. just Did this they even fit under her i well <laughs> like i don't think she was actually t- <laughs> touching the bottom yeah. of the nest box anywhere i think it was just her on this sheet of eggs oh my gosh and I'll, it was just this thing where like she had been incubating them and um <laughs> then other hens started throwing their eggs in there oh at, boy. and then i went to go That's throw nice them trick. out but then <laughs> i thought oh i don't know which ones are which i don't want to throw away a bunch of half developed birds oh yeah oh my god i just couldn't get myself so to funny. quite do that so <laughs> it's just well Go for it. And what happens in that instance is the ones that she was sitting on mm-hmm. will hatch way before um, the other ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. And after a certain number of them hatch, after a certain amount of... Okay, what it really is is after a certain amount of time, I think it's like a couple days, mm-hmm. after the first one starts to hatch... She makes it up in her mind that, okay, everybody that's made it is going to make it, has made it. Mm-hmm. It's time to go out and start looking for food. So she'll mm-hmm. just abandon. Because they're ready to go. Just right. The first day. They're well, and she out. assumes that anything that hasn't hatched is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, it's important. If you don't want broody hens to when you have a broody hen mm-hmm. to act decisively mm-hmm. fast yeah. for two, as soon as you figure out that that's what's going on, um, the longer it's allowed to go on, the more the hen's body will sort of become entrenched in this mm-hmm. cycle and the more resistant she'll more get. hormones and things get pumped out. Yeah, but it's also like this sort of natural investment thing. Mm. Like um, I've noticed before that if I perturb a wild bird nest on accident, mm-hmm. the bird is much more likely to give up on the nest mm-hmm. if it's f- new. Oh, yeah. You know, because she hasn't been sitting there for weeks. A lot of energy. Because there isn't a bunch of baby birds that are almost there and ready to fledge. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, well, God, this is over before it started. I give up. Let's go start over somewhere else. You know? Somewhere safer. Right. Mm -hmm. Or just try again next year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if she's, you know, two weeks, four days from being done, Mm -hmm. she's not going to get, she might take the risk, you know? because I've made it this far. And the poor things, what if they sit on the eggs and they, they, they're not fertile? Do they just keep sitting and sitting and sitting indefinitely in the that hens? case? Yeah. Uh, eventually they give up. Yeah, but does it take yeah. a lot longer than the normal yeah. cycle would? Sure. Okay. It takes the normal cycle plus hoping really hard that something Something's will really hatch and yeah. then 
they give up. And that's a lot of energy for the hen. It is. It's a lot of exhausting work mm-hmm. for the hen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, speaking of which. So before uh, I go into breaking the brood, I should probably introduce this alternative argument. Oh, yeah. Which cool. is you should not break the brood oh, of your really? hens. That it's a natural cycle that should be allowed to go she should go through Mm -hmm. and that it's too aggravating to Mm. it's stressful to the bird to interrupt it like okay uh, maybe this isn't a great metaphor but imagine a woman and her body being on her period and then there's something like you give her a pill and it forces the period to end Mm -hmm. just magically not not complete the process but just stop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know would that be perturbing to that woman's body probably Probably. yeah yeah probably Mm, a lot that's interesting argument so that's the thinking Mm -hmm. right um i have a counter argument Mm -hmm. which is it's not natural for hens to go broody and not hatch out chicks it might be do you think it might be disappointing to them it's disappointing to them it takes longer it's more exhausting Mm -hmm. more frustrating and for nothing and for nothing right and also i happen to know from my experience with wildlife that nestus interruptus is not that unusual mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, birds, they get their nests robbed. They get their nests knocked over. Yeah. They just all the mm. time. They're both probably really frustrating. One, not being able to sure. bring forth your offspring. The other, having it interrupted. I guess it's just a matter of... I don't know. I don't yeah. see it as oh. particularly detrimental, mm-hmm. but it's a counter argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought I'd put it out there yeah. and let people decide. Important so maybe you want to just let your chickens go broody. Mm-hmm. But here's what's going to happen. See, there's two reasons why you want to stop the brood, or if you want to stop a broody hen, you want to stop her as soon as possible. The first, as I said before, is because the body becomes more entrenched and stubborn about giving up the idea the longer she goes, and it's also contagious. (laughs) Oh, I had no idea about that. It's a hormonal cycle. Oh, boy. Really? Has anybody ever heard of a contagious hormonal cycle Uh, before? Yeah, but I didn't know it happened Anywhere? Uh, Well, why would it be different? I don't know. (laughs) How fascinating. It works the same reason for the same reason. How interesting. (laughs) And I'll just let you guys all put that together on your own. But, um, yeah, it's contagious. So if you don't act you're going to end up with a bunch of broody hens. Broody army. And then what that basically means is your um, egg production shuts down Mm -hmm. because a broody hen isn't producing eggs for you while Mm -hmm. she's brooding. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little fuzzy on the time because I'm not obsessed about my chickens producing as many eggs as possible. I kind of just let them be. But... It takes them a while after they hatch out, mm-hmm. you know, to um, start laying again mm-hmm. because they're parenting. And I imagine that, yeah, it's that same amount of time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so you want to stop it as soon as possible. Wow. Huh. And the good news is that if you act early, it's not that hard to stop. At least it hasn't been in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Gosh, I'm just kind of rabbit trailing all over the place. I hope people can handle it. But so really, just really quick, um, silkies. I wrote that article um, about silkies. And one of the reasons why you would want to have a silky is because they are a fantastic brooder. Mm -hmm. I mean, just enthusiastic, Mm -hmm. thorough. Because, I mean, I've had birds that go broody and they kind of just don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, well, I'm kind of sitting on them. I'm kind of not sitting on them. Do they them. ever give up? Like they halfway give up, through? Really? halfway. Oh, wow. all the time. Huh. 
yeah it's like they it's almost just like i want to do this thing and then oh i <laughs> forgot what i was doing I think that's more common with the younger hens too. or now <laughs> okay that was cool now i'm over it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so yeah they're they're a mess but what are the other kinds of breeds let's see there was cochins cochins they're the one they're the fluffy feet birds they're very fluffy and uh the cochins and the silkies are chinese breeds was it essex sussex sussex that's That's, it um and then there's the buff orpingtons are really good a fantastic name one more Mm. well actually there's many more but these are those are the big ones. Those are the big ones, though. Yeah. yeah. So those are a few breeds that you um, should anticipate broodiness yeah. in. Yeah, and if you want that quality, those are great birds. And they're very friendly birds, too. If you never want to deal with it, don't get those breeds. <laughs> but, man, yeah, I got to just, I got to go there because I love silkies. I know, silkies are I'm so a cool. big, tough man, and I love me some silkies. Oh, <laughs> no, my gosh, to me, they're just like... A free chicken factory. They're so cool too. You just they go broody all the time. You can just throw eggs under them from all your birds. They'll pop out a bunch of chicks, raise them up, Mm -hmm. and go right back to brooding. Mothers. (laughs) You know. (laughs) At least the ones I had Mm -hmm. were just fanatical about it during this time of year, especially. Not, yeah, not all year, but mm-hmm. they'd have their broody season, and, and that was... They would be fantastic for hatching out a, ver- a variety of, of different mm-hmm. chicks. Yeah, you yeah. can order things, different birds. Yeah. You know, that bird that you really like it, but she's never going to hatch out her own, and yeah. there's only one of them, but so you don't really want to go buy a $150 incubator. And, yeah, you know, incubating and raising you just take chicks. that take that one egg. Yeah. Take three of them from that hen, throw them under yeah, the silky. Because that's a big job. We did that with our little chicks, and it was mm-hmm. it was really intense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So let the hen do the work for you. So now that I've we've burned up half the show talking about how great it is to have a broody hen. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I used to do? So if I found a broody hen, the first thing I'd do is kick her the heck out of the box. Just grab her, throw her right out make it a little indignant you know (laughs) not necessarily gentle because you want to get the point across hey this is not going to be a fun experience for you and it's not going to happen you know i don't mean like throw your bird down on the ground but you know what i mean just how indignant you know yes (laughs) right so that's the first thing kick them out take the eggs and make and then reschedule your mind so that you're thinking about picking up those eggs as soon as they fall out of the chickens for the next few days because mm-hmm. you don't want there to be an egg to sit on mm-hmm. and she might try to sit on nothing mm-hmm. even but usually deprivation of eggs and kicking her out of the box several times a day mm-hmm. is all it really ever took for me mm-hmm. eventually they're like okay i get it i'm not having a nest Aww. you know well yeah but this that's the goal here right mm-hmm. that's the goal. so sometimes it's not the, for the best uh but there are other elaborations on that technique that i thought i would throw in there like uh, i've seen suggestions of instead of just throw your chicken out of the box take your chicken on a walk really yeah huh. take wow. your chicken on a 20 30 minute walk just you know around the property Ah, or whatever kind of breaks that obsessive cycle about the eggs the eggs the eggs it keeps them from if you just dump them out of the box and then leave they'll just hop back Mm -hmm. on in in a minute that's cool i gotta i go to the bathroom every day i'm used to this you know (laughs) but yeah half an hour of being out exposed outside Mm -hmm. is enough to oh that's you know or uh the other one is take Take her to the far end of the yard mm-hmm. and throw a bunch of treats on the ground and mm-hmm. put her on them mm. so that she'll sit there and eat the treats. Mm-hmm. And just every time you catch her in there, do that. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
So what about, uh, do people ever put things in the nest to obstruct? We're the getting nest? to that, yeah. Oh. So that was my next step. My mm. next step, I'm really into putting a lot of complication and effort <laughs> into these things. Uh-huh. My next big step was called the brick. Yeah, the brick. <laughs> the brick technique. Yes, and the brick technique is one takes a brick and sticks it in the box. <laughs> That sounds rather uncomfortable to sit on. Right. No. Yeah. Hens are not. Don't really want to sit on it. Uncomfortable. Well, it's big and square. Uh huh. And it's kind of funny because, um, the other hens would continue to go into that box and try and lay eggs like around <laughs> this it. brick, you know. But and they're all in there, all awkward. No. <laughs> Never mind that there's a row of six perfectly oh, good boxes. I like certain nests. It's so funny. They're all exactly the same, but I noticed they when have you, certain ones. When you get hens, <laughs> you think, oh, I'm getting all these birds. I've got to have all these nest mm-hmm. boxes. And you build this big, giant thing. And then you walk in there, and it's like, the, it's like the clown car act. <laughs> There's 15 of them all stuffed in there going, this is the egg box. You know, <laughs> It's true. But it will. St- so it won't stop them, but it will <laughs> stop the hen that wants to just sit on it all mm-hmm. day because sitting all day on a brick is rough. <laughs> oh, dear. We say recording from our concrete floor. Yes. We've graduated. We now have a small carpet that we sit on. It's quite lovely. <laughs> Moving up in the world. Yeah. Almost done refinishing the floor. Yes. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> So yeah, so do the brick, um, that frequently does it. Um, if you can shut your bird outside all day, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Outside of the hen house, denial of access. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a problem with that though, if you've got a flock of course, which is do you want to lock everybody else out of the house? That could be, that could be hard. Of course, um, isolation works Mm -hmm. remember that your bird wants a warm dark and quiet place to hide and quietly Mm -hmm. lay eggs so if you throw a bunch of sunlight and noise and activity they're not gonna like that very much Mm -hmm. um another thing you can do is the frozen water bottle oh yeah frozen water bottle <laughs> well you throw a water bottle in the freezer she tried to sit on that and then you take it <gasps> and you throw it in the nest box oh unpleasant no i haven't tried this so you're welcome to doubt me you're the cold shoulder if you think it works but if you doubt me i want you to consider it mm-hmm. with a frozen bottle of water between your naked thighs. Shannon. Goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. People have thighs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Put, put mm-hmm. a frozen water bottle between your legs and think about whether or not this will work. Now remember. Yeah, I don't think that sounds like very much fun. I think you'll find that it, it sounds like a good idea. It might be effective. Remember that your hen just tore all of the feathers <laughs> out of her bottom side to line the nest. And so that she can press her bare skin against those nice warm eggs. Oh, no. Poor hen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd say that would put a stop to it. (laughs) One would think. Nothing else does. If you need to go to the Arctic extremes to stop broodiness. (laughs) But there are are stories Mm -hmm. of the birds that persist. Sitting on a water bottle? They push. A water bottle? Or they, they go over to the nest next. Oh, they just don't give up. Yeah, they just pick the nest nest box. Uh-huh. Okay, so here's the weird thing about broody hens is that you can have like five empty nest boxes and that hen wants to brood in that box and you can throw a brick in there mm-hmm. and you would think that that hen would just move over to the next box, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. Hmm. It's just like for some reason that box is the place to do it. Maybe those hormones just make you super diligent and obsessive like... I am going to do this no it's matter what. It's got to be in this box mm-hmm. or it's yeah. no good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when I tried the brick, I didn't think it was going to work. And yeah. it did. It did work. Huh? Yeah. They just gave up. Huh. Because they were really attached to that spot. Spot. How yeah. interesting. 
Well, I think about like nature, you know, and how much work to build a nest wild birds put into camouflage sure, yeah. and picking that nest spot mm -hmm. so that, I mean, you've gone out looking for bird Best nests. chance of survival, yeah. I mean, you find them sometimes when you get lucky and your eye catches them, but the truth is that when you just are walking along and you see a bird nest, mm -hmm. it's usually because it's really, really old and the things that used to hide it have disappeared. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So birds are really particular about the right spot. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Especially because they don't lay all those eggs at once. They have to themselves be there in a compromised, vulnerable mm -hmm. position sitting mm -hmm. on those eggs. So mm -hmm. it's themselves at stake too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say you've got the broody hen that is just not going to give up. Mm -hmm. There's only one thing left to do. Solitary. <gasps> Solitary confinement. <gasps> the hanging cage. Oh my God. And is it at the crossroads? <laughs> <laughs> no, you put him in a, in a cage. And you want that cage up on bricks or hanging mm -hmm. or not on the floor. That's the important part. Mm -hmm. And you want no nesting material mm -hmm. in the box, the cage and you want to remove the eggs as soon as possible, and mm -hmm. you want the cage somewhere that is out in the open where there's a lot of activity, sunlight, and exposure. Hmm. And by yeah. exposure, I don't mean throw your chicken out into 30 below freezing or temperatures or the sun. hot blazing hot sun. I mean, just think like... If you're a chicken and you're worried about hawks, do you feel safe? Or maybe even in your living room. You know, people walking by, noises, talking, whatever. That's got to be kind you of think like a, You think like a chicken. You know, yeah. if you're a chicken in a living room, is a cat about to run out of that room and straight towards me? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is this a safe place to have a nest just pressed up against the wall in the middle of the living room? Obviously not, right? Mm -hmm. So like that mm -hmm. you know and you just keep doing that until she gives up mm -hmm. and then she will give up yeah because there's no way to be broody yeah it's too too uncertain and part of that is um vent temperature mm -hmm. um the, the the part of the chicken called the vent um mm -hmm. temperature and the uh, so the cold water bottle, the idea is that you bring her body temperature down to the point where she becomes, that her body thinks it isn't broody anymore, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the idea time to there. Relax. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you are part of the school that believes that the chicken's body temperature goes up. Mm -hmm. Or no, I'm sorry, I've got that wrong. Okay, so the thinking is that the chicken goes broody in response to the temperature oh, she has to be in a warm place seasonal changes well not just that's that's a factor but mm -hmm. also you know am i in a warm spot in the mm -hmm. house in the hen house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if she's got this cold ass thing pressed up against her naked butt she's not gonna feel like she's in a warm comfy mm -hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the cage, you know, there's this perpetual air current mm -hmm. under you. I'm not in a secure box. There's mm -hmm. light coming from all directions. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing about this environment says I'm in a safe, nesty place, mm -hmm. yeah. which is what you want is yeah. to make them feel like they can't be in a safe, nesty place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much all you got to do. And would you say that uh, normally um, booting them off the nest and taking away the eggs is pretty sufficient? Or I'd say that that did it for my birds almost every time. Mm -hmm. So these are these other things are more drastic. So you could probably get away yeah. with um, just mm -hmm. doing the minimal, and it would stop them from their yeah, broody. Well, see, so I st I was at home all the time. I was mm -hmm. a homesteader. 
So I just stepped up my routine. Okay, mm-hmm. three times a day I'm going to walk, when as I walk back and forth past the chicken house, three times a day I'm going to go in there, kick all the hens off the nest, <laughs> and then go back to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, a little one-minute job. Nope, 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 mm-hmm. nope. And then they would, you know, and strut around, mm-hmm. and I'd chase them out of the house, and then two minutes later I'm sure they'd, walk right back in there and go back to sitting and then I'd come back in a few hours nope 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 kick them all back out (laughs) and you know when that's happening like three times a day Mm, they what are are they they maybe rather eat some corn or something right yeah (laughs) like oh all right maybe I not that bad my gosh you know so wow that was really interesting thanks for all the research you did for that well it was fun a lot of different ideas well this um yeah, I'd been seeing questions about it on the internet, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, let's let's do a real research paper. Well, yeah, there's a lot to know. <laughs> I, I'm using air quotes with real research paper. I mean, let's put some real effort into figuring out, you know, what mm-hmm. all the tricks are and yeah. how it's done. That's pretty cool. Very cool. It's yeah. interesting to know, too, the cycles that the hen goes through and what's happening. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, thank you. I'm really a pronatalist, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I say use the opportunity to pick up some chicks. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. It'd be satisfying for you and the broody hen. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, who doesn't want a situation where everybody's satisfied? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think we'll call it a show. Mm-hmm. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. My auxiliary no. brain? No, no. I think we've covered everything. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on Facebook at... Uh, Twin Beaks Chicken Church. Yes. And, and then we have a, we have a um, page as well that you can keep up to date on. Just our regular, you know, releases of our podcasts and articles mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, so the church one is a group, and that's where you get to contribute. And then if you just want to bask in the glory of our (laughs) uh, ideas. Chicken Cathedral. You can go to the other one, the Mm -hmm. Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and come by our website. There's a lot of fun pictures of chickens and stuff like that, and that's where I put the articles that I write. Um, There's a forum there that I love people to really breathe some life into and get going Mm -hmm. so that we can all sit around and chatter about chickens at each other. Sounds fun. Um, Facebook's good for that too, but my gosh, does everything have to be on Facebook now? (laughs) It's so sad. Um, Yeah, so check us out on Facebook, (laughs) even though it's sad, Um, and (laughs) check out our website. Uh You like that? That's fantastic marketing. Uh, please, Please come by. Uh, stop by iTunes leave mm-hmm. us a review a comment a rating that'll help other people find the show mm-hmm. um, and yeah please tell your chicken fanatic friends about us and yes. spread the word yes. of course you can drop us a line either through the website Facebook um, email mm-hmm. all the which is gmail twin beaks chicken podcast mm-hmm. Um, the usual places we'd love to hear from you guys about how we're doing um, about your birds any questions you might have that sort of thing Mm -hmm. okay well thanks for listening to me hammer you with the social media gauntlet (laughs) and see you next week folks see you next time okay folks uh, I think I've got a new favorite folktale and a new favorite storyteller for you. This is Akazur telling the story of the good farmer and the chickens. I really want to encourage you guys to follow through on the YouTube link in the uh, on our webpage and, and watch this guy tell the story because half of the story of us showing this to you is this guy i mean he's his facial expressions especially are very uh, theatrical it's a treat yeah <laughs> all right here's 
a little bedtime story called <laughs> The Good Farmer and the Chickens. The Good Farmer and the Chickens. A farmer had a flock of chickens. Every morning he came and fed them. The chickens were talking among themselves, saying, How good is our farmer to us. He loves us. Every morning he comes to feed us. All the chickens nodded in agreement, adding, Yes, he has been feeding us every day since we were just little baby chicks. He really loves us. And again, all chickens cluck, 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 cluck in agreement. But there was one chicken, more intelligent than the others, who said, How do you know he is all that good? I remember not too long ago that there were some older chickens taken away. And I haven't seen them since. They never came back. What happened to them? That night, some of the chickens did not sleep as soundly as every night. They were thinking about the chickens who were taken away and never came back. But the next morning, the farmer came as usual and brought them their food. This time he was scattering even more food on the ground. The chickens ate with great pleasure, and they said to the intelligent and critical chicken, who had uh, doubted the goodness of the farmer, here you can see there's nothing to worry about. Our farmer had a little extra food, so he gave it to us because he loves us. He is really a good man. And all the chickens nodded in agreement, look, 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 except the intelligent one. The intelligent chicken became even more worried and said, You are all wrong. You think he is giving us more food, more corn, because he loves us? No, he is just fattening us. Soon we shall be slaughtered. Uh, but nobody listened. Ah, you always are looking for some fault in our good farmer. You are just a troublemaker. A week later, the good farmer gripped the chickens by the necks, placed them into cages, loaded them on a truck, and drove them to the slaughterhouse. And none of them came ever back. That was the end of the chickens and the story. And the moral of the story? The chickens noticed that the farmer came every day to feed them. They saw that the farmer would continue to bring them food every day. From that observation, they made up a theory. And each time the farmer came and fed them, that justified their theory. But one day the farmer came and <coughs> rang the chicken's neck. When the farmer gave them more food, the chickens gave it a wrong explanation because they had the fixed assumption in their small minds that whatever the farmer did was done out of love for them. Only the intelligent and critical chicken gave it the correct explanation that the farmer was just fattening the chickens up 
was Lord. But according to the theory of the maturity of the chickens, the farmer's goodness towards them had increased, and that therefore they had even less to worry about than before. Only the critical chicken could interpret the farmer's changed behavior realistically. The extra food was not a sign of love, but an evidence that their slaughter was imminent. The farmer who has fed the chickens every day throughout their life at last wrings their neck. In other words, just because something is happening over and over again does not mean that it will always happen Suddenly things change without expecting it. Hi, my name's Chris Labden. I'm a chicken farmer in Devon. We're near a village called Columpton and I've been farming here for 14 years now. All we 